Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Good afternoon on a beautiful Tuesday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer Jihei Wiley and our money buckets. How are we doing on this glorious Tuesday? I'm really bummed actually because there's only, there's only two more games left in ACC play. There's oh. only a few games left in regular season for March Madness, so I'm a, until March Madness, so I'm a little bummed, but I'm psyched because March Madness is, that just means March Madness That's is coming right. soon. Yeah, same. I mean, with the end of the college basketball season, NBA season, it's always a bittersweet kind of feeling. But you know, you have Duke basketball, you have John Morant. Uh, it's a good time to be a fan of at least of basketball, if not of all of sports. That's right. I mean, you know, again, March first means it is March Madness. It is officially March Madness. That means. Uh, G- and I will be going to Vegas multiple times to watch the uh, tournament. But uh, we got a lot to get to before we get to March Madness. So with that said, let's get to today's headlines. Headlines, guys. The Lakers are back on the court tonight as they take on the Dallas Mavs at Crypto.com Arena. Still can't get used to that, <laughs> by the way. Um, the Mavericks are a four and a half point favorite, according to Circus Sports. The Lakers right now are at 27 and 33 and fighting to just stay in the play-in tournament. This is really sad. Um, <laughs> who do you got tonight, guys? Listen, four and a half points. I get it. I get that spread because uh, when you lose by 28 points to the New Orleans Pelicans at home, uh, you know, the, the Mavs are a good team. The Mavs are in that 5-6 slot right now with the with the, the Nuggets. And by the way, I like the Nuggets. I, I like both of these teams. I, I don't think either one's going to come out of the West, but I do like the Mavs. I do like the Nuggets. I do like the Mavs to win tonight. I like them to cover. But, you know, I mean, the larger point here, and we've talked about this, can they stay in the play-in tournament? And I think that they will only because... The 11 seed is so, like, not even in the picture, in my view. I think it's, you know, the Lakers are the 9 seed. The New Orleans Pelicans are the 10 seed. Portland has basically waved the white flag. And if if they had not, if they actually cared about the season, maybe the Lakers don't make it into the play-in tournament. But I think that they make it to the play-in tournament only because... There's a little bit of a gap here between the 10 seed and the 11 seed. And again, like I've, we've talked about before on the show, if this was two years ago, the Lakers would be done. They, 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 would, they would not be in contention for, for the postseason. They will be in this play-in tournament. Um, and I will say, listen, as long as you have LeBron James, you have a chance to win that play-in tournament. But t- t- tonight could get ugly. Tonight could be a continuation of them just getting blown out and getting booed. And it's getting really ugly with the fans because the fans who have paid a lot of money and they probably bought these tickets at the beginning of the season or at midseason. And now they're showing up to a really bad product on the court. The season is over. Let's let's be real. The season is over. But what you said at the end there, Arash, is so important because there was videos circulating of LeBron, of Westbrook, of Trevor Ariza going at the fans. Exactly. And Dallas is better <laughs> than Lakers fans. It's crazy. And Dallas is way better than I think oh, the yeah. Pelicans. Maybe not way better, but they are better. And so you look at what happened against New Orleans tonight. Could get really ugly. And I really think that if it does get ugly, the Boo Birds are going to oh, be yeah. suffocating the players tonight at Crypto. I mean. 
this is what you kind of signed up for there, buddy. Like, yeah. you know, Laker fans, like, they love you when you're great, and they will definitely tell you, you will hear them when you're bad. Yeah. It's just, it, it just comes with the territory. But the fact that the fans, again, these are Lakers fans. They're not on the road getting this in New York or Philadelphia. These are hardcore Laker fans that are really frustrated with the product on the court. They're paying a ton of money. So, like, when you're within a couple of rows of LeBron, I mean, you've paid, like, maybe... You know, thousands of dollars. You know, a lot of money to see a really bad product. I mean, come on now. I mean, this is a, I this is this could get really ugly tonight. All right, that means <laughs> on to the next headline, guys. The Clippers are also returning to action and taking on the Houston Rockets in Texas. The Clippers are favored by six and a half points, according to Circus Sports. The Clippers are trending upwards and are actually thirty-two and thirty-one. Yay! A game <laughs> They're above five hundred. Here we go. Um, and are just five games behind the Mavs and the Nuggets for the five or six seed. Who do you have tonight, guys? And can the Clippers move up to a top six seed and avoid the playing tournament? You know, here's the thing. I, I think it's going to be tough for them. They are five games uh, behind the Mavs and the Nuggets for that five or six seed. And I, so I think that's going to be tough for them to do. I do think, however, that they will win tonight. And I do like the direction that the Clippers are taking in terms of playing together, playing as one, playing as a team. You know, we are kind of beginning to find out that it's probably a long shot for Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi is going to come back this season. It may also be a long shot for Paul George to come back. So if that's the point, I mean, if that's where the Clippers are at long term in terms of who's going to come back, because I did always hold out hope that this team, if they got Kawhi back, if they got Paul George back, could make a run here. That's not the case, but I do like them to win tonight. I like them to cover tonight, but I just like this team. I like this team to maybe make some noise. I don't think they're going to win anything, but the unique or kind of interesting thing to watch for, if they're the eighth seed, if they play Phoenix Suns as the one seed in the first round, and if Chris Paul is not playing, and if they push that series and all of a sudden, maybe it's a one, you know, it's a seven game series in game seven. I mean, like the Clippers have shown this season, they can come back from 25 points down, 35 points down. How crazy would it be? If the Clippers without Paul George, without Kawhi finds a way to beat the Suns because the Suns, at least in the first round, may not have Chris Paul. Yeah, their resiliency is incredible. But I really think that when the season is winding down right now, Denver and Dallas are separating themselves from the Clippers. With that being said, there's nothing to be ashamed of if you're a Clipper player no, or a Clipper fan because this team, again, has gone above and beyond to prove that they belong in the top tier of the Western Conference. With that being said, I love how you just pointed out that the Phoenix Suns are vulnerable, so if the Clippers do end up playing them in round one, yeah, it could get very interesting if Chris Paul is not available. Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, the fact that they're even here and they're in this position without you know, Kawhi without Paul George is phenomenal. The way yeah. they've been playing with each other, like you said, Armand, is incredible. So, I mean, the West is still wide open, guys. Like, let's oh, yeah. not, you know, let's let's not put the cart before the horse, right? So, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to them. Um, six and a half points, though. I feel like that's a lot. No, I just think Houston's bad. I mean, I, I think like the Clippers are a good. They're 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 playing well, but I think they're, they're going up against a Houston team that's just not that good right now. So um, yeah, so I guess six and a half is, is six and a half sense. makes sense. That? I get it though. I, I I hate these big point spreads in the league though because you never know what could happen late in the game. It's like it's like a six point lead and then boom, yeah. it's gone. All right, on to the next headline. It's March first. 
So it means it's officially the start of March Madness, my favorite time of the year. I'm That's so right. excited. Number two, Arizona in Los Angeles is in Los Angeles to play number 16 USC. Your alumni That's arrive right. um, at the Galen Center tonight. Arizona is a four and a half point favorite tonight, according to Circus Sports. Who do you like tonight, and which Pac-12 team will go the furthest in the NCAA tournament? You know what? Listen, I get why U of A would be favored, as you guys have mentioned, as Circus Sports has mentioned. They are a four and a half point favorite. I like USC. It's going to be a sold out crowd there. At Galen Center, that does not happen too often. I know that there will be some U of A fans. They travel quite well. Uh, those Pac-12 turn those Pac-12 tournaments in Vegas turn into a U of A home game. All those fans uh, drive out from. Tucson to go to Vegas. So, uh, but I do like USC tonight. This is a game that they've circled on their calendar. This is a statement game for them. This is a game for them to show that they are a true contender, that they are one of the top 16 teams in the country. I like USC tonight. Um, in terms of who's going to go furthest in the tournament, I would have to say U of A. They, according to uh, Circa Sports and Las Vegas sports books. I mean, they are in sort of that top four teams that are could win the entire tournament. Gonzaga, I think, is the prohibitive favorite. I'm not sure, but um, listen, I like USC tonight just because it's a big game for them. And those kids, USC again doesn't get a ton of sold out crowds. Again, you can probably count on one finger or one hand or, or during the course of the season where they they pack that place. And it's unfortunate because it is a beautiful on campus venue, but. Like USC tonight, like U of A, though, to, uh, to get to the championship game and perhaps win the whole thing. But I'm going to stick with my preseason pick of Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, Gonzaga, unfortunately, is favored every single year. And I'm, I'm just not going to lie. They just don't play anybody. Like, What did you say? In your lifetime, Gonzaga's never yes, going to win the and championship. And I, I stick with that. I am still sticking with that. They are never going to win in wow. my lifetime a championship. If they prove me wrong. Doesn't Mark I, Few deserve one championship? He, he deserves one the way that he <laughs> recruits. But I don't think it's just, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, what Andy Enfield's doing at SC right now is phenomenal. You know, considering that he had his best player go to the NBA was a one and done. Yeah. And now he has his brother and he has that the rest of that team and they've been playing as a cohesive unit. So um, they've had their ups, they've had their downs, but they beat UCLA, which that was phenomenal. That was. Um, you know, the, anything could possibly happen, right? Especially when you're playing at home, sold out crowd. Exactly. You know, so, yeah, you know, cut, cut them a little slack. What did Circa have the favorite at? U, U of A's favored by four and a half points, but I just like USC tonight. I think that they've they've had they've played well in these statement games, and they've played well in front of the hometown fans. By the way, I think that they've they've beaten UCLA six straight times. So when it is a big game, USC comes out to play, and this is, in my view, a statement game for USC. They've they've played well this season. This is one of their best season in tournament. In, sorry, in the history of the program, but you got to win games like this. Games like this show, okay, we're not just a good team. We are a team that could perhaps go to the Final Four and contend this season. So we'll see what happens. You know. All right, on to the next headline. Um, Major League Baseball and the MLBPA are still working on a new collective bargaining agreement. Man, they can't get it together and work until the wee hours of the morning. They have set a new deadline of 2 p.m. Tuesday, so about 90 minutes from now. Hopefully we get a deal done. Do you think this happens, Arash? 
and will we have a full 162 game season? I would love it to happen. Again, I'm very optimistic a person in general. I don't think it happens uh, when they want it to happen. I like that they've set a deadline because they could have easily said uh, we are canceling the first week of the season, the first month of the season. They need to play 162 games. It is really important for a league that had a 60 game season without fans. I mean, the amount of money that they lost by playing a 60 game season in front of no fans, I mean, it, it's hard to quantify what that did and how much set back the league but it's really important for them to get a deal done so will they get it done by this afternoon i do not think so i i am hopeful i am optimistic but it is really important for them to have a season you cannot start to cancel games and and, and again make a 162 game season a 100 game season or worse yet a a 60 game season i mean I, as much as i was happy being a Dodgers fan and winning a, a World Series, listen, was it a little bit tainted that it was a 60-game season? Yeah, listen, it was. I don't care because Houston stole a World <laughs> Series from the Dodgers, so I don't really care if they want to taint that one. But I don't think a deal gets done today. Yeah, I unfortunately, I agree with you, uh, I, which is ridiculous because I would think that both parties would be like, let's let's start working, you know, like let's start let's making it. that money. Let's start working, right? But um, I guess at the end of the day, like just there's too many differences there's too much of a backlash with these two separate parties with uh, Major League Baseball and the owners and um, MLBPA so I'm really hoping that they come up with a deal by 2 o'clock today but I just don't see it happening because just people are just so well here's the thing I mean the the fact that they both had these negotiations two years ago during a pandemic during a global pandemic where they both wanted to play these games and the players were like we'll play 162 they couldn't come to a deal we'll play 120 we'll play 100 well, I mean the fact that it, they, they finally scraped together a 660 game season uh, that was a preview of things to come how short sighted these uh you know, not just the players. It's the owners. It's the players. Again, you yeah, are, it's a combination of the two. Again, because you'll you'll have people blaming the players. You'll have you know, but it, it, it's a combination. Both sides are to blame for where they are. I mean, the, it, the fact that we're not playing baseball right now, the fact that we don't have a spring training, it is the fault of both sides here. So hopefully by the time we are done with today's show, we will get some good news that they got a deal done. But uh do I think it happens? No. Unfortunately, I do not. All right. The L.A. Kings were on a five-game winning streak and were just three points off from first place going into last night's game against Boston at Crypto.com Arena. The Bruins beat the Kings 7-0. to Ouch. Um, Arash, you were at the game. What happened? I, you know what? I'm still trying to figure out what happened. That was an absolute embarrassment. I was so excited about this team. So excited to go check them out. By the way, before the game, I went to the Tupac Museum that they have across the street. What an amazing job that they did there. Uh, highly recommend it if uh, you have not gone yet. But so I go to the game and I have never left the game in the second period. Again, it, it, it was five to nothing in the second period. And I said, I'm done. I'm not like I'm not normally one of those fans who leaves early. Certainly not in the second period of a game. But when it was five nothing, I said, listen, I got better things to do with my life. I think this Kings team is fine. You have these moments. Hopefully this is a wake up call for them. But um, so many Boston fans there and and throwing their hats on the ice after the hat trick. And it was just it was a a depressing game because I was so high on this team. I was so excited about the way that they've played this season. They had the were on a five game winning streak. It was 
it was depressing. The Lakers got booed out of crypto. Did yeah. were there any boos for the Kings? You know what? The, the, there was, but it was more cheers because there was so many Boston Bruins fans there, and I was kind of bummed about that. I was like, okay, come on, Kings fans. I mean. They have a good team this year, and I'm hoping more Kings fans come out and support this team. And I know there's a ton of Kings fans out there. So many of them live in the South Bay. They, they really do support this team. But I, I was like, has the stink of the Lakers rubbed off on the uh, Kings? Because that was a terrible performance. They go on the road now, so hopefully they go on this road trip. They regroup. That was a wake-up call for them, and they come back again. They are only three points out of first place in the Pacific, but... What a d- disastrous performance last night. Here's the thing. You can't boo the Kings because at least they're in contention to make the playoffs. You can boo a team that's down 7 to nothing. You can definitely boo a team that's down 7 nothing. But at the same time, the reason why the Lakers are getting booed is, be- and I can't believe we're going back to the Lakers when we're trying to talk about the Kings, <laughs> but like the reason why the Lakers are getting booed is because they're under 500 yeah. and they're not a five under 500 team. No, the but Kings if you're are- a fan who's paid money to watch a team play, and Jonathan Quick, again, amazing career, amazing uh you know, player, but when you give up seven goals, that's a that's a lot of goals. So when you're down seven to nothing, uh, you paid your ticket, you paid for your beer, you couldn't boo a team for a bad performance. Again, the Kings are obviously above 500 team, so three points out of the Pacific Division lead, but you have every right to boo when a team at seven to nothing. Come on. Okay, I'm going to politely just disagree because yeah. I just I, I think yeah. that like the love for the, for that team, especially considering what they've gone through, what they're going through, and what they're what, what, they what they've been no like oh the horrible gap of not winning. The well, games? that happens. Yeah, I mean they they went through a rebuilding process, and so yeah, fans, if your team stinks, you can feel free to boo them. All right. Well, uh, again, I don't massively agree, but that's okay. Um, my favorite new headline, the get in price, guys, for two tickets to see Coach K's last game in Cameron Indoor uh, on Saturday against the Tar Holes um, is $7,552 on tick pick and $8,154 for a pair with fees on StubHub. The average ticket price um, is nearly $6,000. It's the most expensive regular season ticket in sports history. What is the most you guys would ever spend to attend a sporting event? That's a great question. Listen, I mean, I, I, I get that there's some big events out there. I think by kickoff, the Super Bowl get-in was around four, or 5000 or something along those lines. I mean, 6000 is a lot of money. Um, trying to think what would be the scenario, but maybe like 2000 I'm, I'm trying to think, like, uh, at what point would I pay... 6000 for a ticket, but I, I think I would pay 2000 to watch um, the Super Bowl. There, there, there came a point where the Super Bowl, you could get a ticket for 2000 but then at some point it was, like, even the face value of the ticket was $2,000. So, um, very curious to hear Jihei's point, because she thought this was a bargain, I think. I think she thought this was a steal. Okay, so for everybody <laughs> that doesn't know about Duke, North Carolina basketball, these tickets... Normally, the last game um, in Cameron normally goes for this amount. Okay. So, like, so it goes. So, when R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson were playing for Duke a couple years ago, they the average ticket for that Duke North Carolina game was, I, I think it was like at least like some people the some people paid ten G's a ticket. That's and, yeah. I mean, if, if you go to the most, I mean, I'm sure yes. the, the tickets for this again, Coach K's last home game at Cameron. What a historical moment that would be. So again, the get in, um, I don't know exactly what that is, but the the average, again, you, you're talking about the cheapest, the most expensive is about 6000 So the get in price, the get in, so that means the cheapest ticket is over 4000 That's the cheapest. That's the last row corner where, which, but again, 
Cameron's a very small facility, so very no small. matter what, you're, you're going to have a pretty good seat. Yeah. There, by the way, there are no suite level seats for no, all these yeah. people that are paying ten thousand dollars. There was um, an at auction, and the um, the bidder, the the one that outbid everybody, it was a million dollars for four t- for four tickets. Wow. So there is somebody out there that has spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars a ticket to see Coach K's last game. That's amazing. So I mean. I guess people don't really have. I don't have a price on this this game. I think if you have infinite money, you spend infinite dollars. I, I that that's how much I would I would give up my last born for or my first born, my last born, my middle kid, whatever for for these te- for these seats, yeah. especially for somebody that's iconic like Coach K. Oh yeah. So um, and I, yeah, I'd be okay with spending this kind of money, but I don't know if you guys would. No, I, I mean like okay, so right now, if someone were to say, uh, "Gee, hey." Um, we would love for you to come to the game. You are going to have to spend like what? What would you currently have? What, like, would you spend four G's? Would you spend yeah. two? G's? Okay, four. Yeah. All right. I'd spend four. I'd spend four to five grand on this. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, per per ticket. That's, that's understandable because awesome. that's because no, unfortunately that's kind of normal. No, Duke, exactly. Duke, no, North I mean, Carolina. That is nuts, though. That, that <laughs> is, but you know what? If you have the money to spend, and, and by the way, this is historical. This is Coach K's last game. So last game at Cameron. What an amazing historical. Night that will be all right. Let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we will be talking March Madness again. It is March first. It is the beginning of March Madness. We'll be talking about March Madness with Jeffrey Benson from Circus Sports. When we come back, right here on the Mightier Ten Ninety in Southern California and the Fan in Las Vegas. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier Ten Ninety ESPN Radio. And now a word from our newest sponsor, NordVPN. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Do it now. And now... Let's go back to the show. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and the 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. We are now joined by Jeffrey Benson, the Sportsbook Operations Manager at Circus Sports. Jeff, how are you, my friend? Good. Thank you for having me on. Uh, certainly looking forward to talking uh, all things March Madness and uh, you know anything uh, LA related in terms of sports betting. That's right. Uh, we love Las Vegas during March Madness. It is my favorite time of the year because there's a couple of weekends there. There's the weekend coming up here shortly where all the tournaments are there. So you have live basketball. You got the Pac-12. You got the Mountain West. You got the Big West. All those uh, big like. Tournaments are happening. Then you have the first weekend of March Madness in Jeffrey. We were there a year ago, and it was so cool to see Las Vegas during the first weekend of the tournament. I know you guys have a lot planned with Circa that first weekend. Give people out there a sense of what Las Vegas and Circa in particular, what it will be like during that weekend. Yeah, for those that don't know, uh, we're located uh, in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, we have five sports books here in uh, Nevada, uh, three in downtown Las Vegas at the D, the Golden Gate, and Circa Las Vegas. Uh, Circa Las Vegas uh, is our premier property. Uh, it's the first 
uh, new hotel and casino built in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, and for us, it's really an attraction-based hotel. Um, obviously, uh, you've been out here. You've been able to experience um, kind of what we're doing. But a lot of it centers around sports uh, and the ability to provide fantastic venues uh, to watch games. So, you know, whether you're in the world's largest three-story sports book uh, or whether you're outside at the world's largest pool amphitheater at Stadium Swim, you know, you, I think you have two fantastic venues uh, for sports fans. Um, that they really can enjoy the conference tournaments. They can really enjoy March Madness. Um, and like I said, you know, being in that energy, uh, in that atmosphere, uh, for me, uh, being in the business 10 plus years, you know, it, it's, it's really uh, the two best places that I've found here in the city to watch sports. And, you know, we're certainly excited, obviously, coming out of the pandemic um, and with people having the ability to travel and no masks. You know, we think this is going to be one of, if not the biggest March Madnesses we've ever had uh, we're certainly excited like i said for both conference tournament week uh, coming up uh, and then obviously what we think is going to be a fantastic and wide open march madness um this year and jeff so you guys have two parties happening you have a paid party at stadium swim which you will be hosting an event out there and then obviously the world's largest sports book stadium swim i i just think when i tell people to go out there I said, yes. So you have to see two things out there. It's the world's largest sports book, which you really can't appreciate until you go see it. But then Stadium Swim is something I've never seen before. And that one was the video that I took during March Madness a year ago where people were like, oh, my God, is this place for real? Give people a sense. Again, hopefully the weather cooperates and it's usually good that time of year. Um, so those these two events where it's free if you want to go to the sports book. But then Stadium Swim, I'm really telling people that if they're in Vegas, they have to check this place out yeah you know uh, for us we have a retail component you know whether in the sports book or a stadium swim uh, that way it's a little bit more of a you know a private um, and upper echelon experience um, and then obviously in our, our you know warehouse ballroom space uh, you know at circa or the d um, you know it would be first come first serve seating for anybody who wants to come out and watch um, and guarantee themselves a spot but you know when you look at stadium swim you know I think, uh, obviously, the club scene and the pool scene has been done for a while uh, here in Las Vegas. And, uh, you know, obviously, Derek Stevens, who's our CEO and owner, you know, he wanted to do something a little bit different um, and really try to revitalize that and, and kind of put his own spin on it. So outside, uh, we have a 143-foot screen that has the ability to show as many games as we want. Uh, obviously, we'll have all of the March Madness games up there, all of the conference tournament games up there. Um, it has six pools, two hot tubs, 32 cabanas, um, and it's just a fantastic experience. You know, we have sportsbook kiosks out there. Um, we have table games out there. It's really an indoor-outdoor experience. Um, and obviously, you know, like you said, hopefully the weather cooperates. It certainly did for Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, as we kind of turn the, the calendar here uh, into March, uh, certainly excited, um, like I said, for what we think is going to be just a gangbusters March Madness. And, you know, like I said, a lot of times when I bring friends uh, or clients or people, and I show them the sports book or the pool, you know, pictures really don't do it justice. You know, you really have to get in there, be inside the venue and really experience it to kind of take it all in. So, like I said, we're certainly excited uh, to have all of these, uh, you know, new guests out here and certainly, um, you know, to show off. Uh, you know, what we think are the, you know, two of the best venues uh, here in the city. Um, 
So like I said, very, very excited on our part and uh, certainly looking forward to March Madness. This yeah, year. we are looking forward to it. I mean, me and GA love March Madness. We love coming to Vegas, but we also don't have really great live sports right now. And Jeff, I do want to ask you, the Lakers and the Clippers, again, no, no one really expected a ton from the Clippers this season. No Kawhi, no Paul George, but the Lakers have been so frustrating this year. But they're a unique team, and I want you to touch on this because in Vegas, you guys still get a ton of money on the Lakers. So, like, the Lakers odds, I always think, are crazy because, in my view, they don't have a shot to win a thing this year, but they still have pretty good odds. Jeff, explain how you put the number on a team that again you get a lot of Vegas uh, you know fans who drive to Vegas who are who are fans of the team they put some money on the Lakers how do you figure out okay like on the court and just watching them they're not a very good team but you can't make them like 100 to 1 just yet i mean how do you set the odds on a particular team like this where on the daily, I still bet you get some, you know, the, you, you got a fan out there who's like, I still think the Lakers can win it all this year. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it'll help uh, your listeners if I give you a little bit of context on the on, on the West and where the odds stand so that it kind of puts the Lakers and, and what their season is into a little bit of a reference point. So for us, we currently have the Suns and the Warriors um, as the two favorites in the West. Uh, at plus 185 and plus 195 respectively. And then when you look at their championship odds, uh, Suns at plus 437 uh, and the Warriors at plus 458 to win the championship. So when you kind of work your way down the standings, you know, the Grizzlies have been a trendy team in the West. Uh, They're certainly the big overperformer up to this point. Uh, Obviously, a lot of that has to do with the hype around John Morant and what he's been doing lately. Um, they're currently at 13 to one to win the West, 29 to one to win the champion. So when you work your way down and you kind of get into that, you know, six through 10 range, um, you know, where you're going to be in the play-in games and things like that. Uh, then we have the Lakers and the Clippers yeah. and the Lakers and Clippers, obviously to your point, have both underperformed, um, in, in large part due to injuries for both teams. You know, when you look at the Lakers, uh, obviously, uh, the on-again, off-again health of Anthony Davis uh, has certainly uh, been a huge detriment to uh, the Lakers uh, and their title chances this year. And then, obviously, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook, much maligned, but uh, it certainly has looked like that trade has not worked uh, in the Lakers' favor. And then, conversely, when you look at the Clippers, uh, obviously, um, it looks like, uh, you know, from what the announcement is that Kawhi Leonard is likely not going to return this season. And then obviously, um, you know, with Paul George um, and his elbow injury issues, uh, you know, those are the two best players on the Clippers. And it's obviously made the Clippers uh, this season uh, obviously underperformed. And, uh, you know, fans have probably been very disappointed. Um, When you talk about the odds, you know, the Lakers odds are 18 to one for the West and 40 to one for the title. Um, And that's, you know, having a record that's below 500, betters just still consistently keep that in them to win it all. Obviously, when you have LeBron James on a team, you know, betters are looking for teams that are just going to make it in the playoffs, and, and they want to just have a shot. And obviously, the Lakers are a very popular, very public team, so they're going to continue to get support, you know, whether they're, you know, in, in first in the standings or obviously, you know, down uh, a little bit further and struggling. Like I said, it's something that we've seen constant support for them all year, even when they're on a losing streak. Um, like I said, 
betters continue to back them, which is why, you know, given their record, uh, that their odds aren't longer at this current moment. Uh, and then when you look at the Clippers, the Clippers are 39 to one uh, to win the West, uh, and they're 91 to one to win the championship. Um, and I think you know when when you look at their odds, obviously relative to the Lakers, I think the interest in them has died down quite a bit uh, since, like I mentioned, that Kawhi uh, Leonard announcement. Um, and I think that's uh, obviously kind of where you see these two teams. Um, obviously, the Lakers have better championship odds. Um, you know, given that they still have LeBron James and it does look like at some point Anthony Davis will return. Um, and I think obviously betters are just hoping that the Lakers can get in the playoffs uh, and certainly somehow figure it out. Um, but certainly up to this point, you know, a disappointment um, for obviously both teams. Um, and when you look particularly at the Lakers, um, their current odds uh, in terms of a yes-no to make the playoffs, uh, the yes would be plus 138. Uh, and the no would be minus 158. So as of right now, uh, the Lakers are favored to miss the playoffs this year. Oh, wow. I mean, that's completely understandable. They're not exactly the best uh, team in the West. Um, I want to switch over, Jeff, to March Madness. It's my favorite time of the year, like Arash said. This is literally my Christmas. I look forward to going to Vegas every single year for those first two rounds. Um, And without maybe, I guess, really giving anything away, where do you see these Pac-12 teams going in this year's tournament? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, Obviously, uh, Arizona, uh, number two in the country, uh, are, they are the second uh, favorite in terms of winning the title. Uh, we have uh, current odds on them to win the NCAA tournament at plus 760. Um, obviously for us, um, you know, it, it looks like a very wide open tournament uh, when, when you take out Gonzaga. Gonzaga, uh, for us, uh, is currently the favorite uh, to win the tournament. Uh, right now, I believe their odds are plus 340. Um, they're the favorite. And then, like I said, there's a little bit of a drop-off uh, in, in terms of looking at the next teams. You know, some of those teams from the Pac-12, uh, you know, Baylor, Kansas, uh, you know, Purdue, some of those upper echelon teams uh, that are right behind them. Uh, Matt Metcalf, who's our director, uh, he does our college basketball future odds. Um, and he kind of, uh, you know, monitors that market. Uh, and for us, he, he currently has Gonzaga as a five-point favorite for anyone on the field on oh, a neutral, wow. uh, which definitely speaks to the gap between Gonzaga and then the next best team. Uh, but I think, obviously, when you look at teams, uh, you know, that are going to be seated on the two lines or the four lines, uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of, uh, you know, variance uh, in those teams. Uh, and I think, you know, like I said, once you get past Gonzaga, it's a pretty uh, wide-open tournament in terms of the number of teams uh, you know, whether Pac-12 or not, that, you know, we believe can win the title this year. Uh, Jeff, two-part question. What was the Super Bowl like? Uh, I, I saw some of the clips, and it was amazing. You know, like the sun's down, the fireworks are going off after the Rams won. Set the scene of what the Super Bowl was like, and what odds do you give the Rams to repeat next season? Yeah, for us, Super Bowl was wild. You know, I, I didn't necessarily know what to make of the game, you know, because it was the first game in a while that, you know, didn't have, you know, Pat Mahomes, you know, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, things like that. So I, I wasn't sure if we were going to have a record handle. We, we ended up having a record handle. Um, it was definitely a little bit more popular than I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, I didn't know what to necessarily make of, you know, the Bengals fans and how they would travel and things like that. But, you know, and obviously with the Super Bowl being in SoFi, 
uh, you know, whether more people would stay in LA or, you know, we would have a lot of people, you know, particularly LA Ram fans, um, you know, come out here, uh, and make their best out here and things like that. But, you know, the, uh, the response was overwhelming. Uh, we were certainly sold out in the sports book, sold out at stadium swim, the atmosphere and the energy was rocking. Um, and it was certainly a fantastic game, uh, you know, very tightly contested back and forth. Um, and, and from that perspective, uh, you know, I think it, uh, like I said, treated the fans to a lot of excitement um, and something, something that was certainly a game to remember. You know, when you look at next year, um, you know, particularly uh, for the Rams, you know, we opened their odds at 10 to 1 uh, to repeat uh, for the Super Bowl. Um, and they're down to 8 to 1 now. Uh, we took a pretty big bet on them immediately when we opened, uh, which certainly doesn't surprise me. Uh, when you look at last year, uh, it was basically the same thing with Tampa Bay. Uh, once Tampa Bay had won the Super Bowl, you know, we opened them uh, 12 to 1, uh, and it got all the way bet down uh, to at some point, uh, you know, 4.5 to 1 before the season started. You know, I certainly don't think we're going to see that here with the Rams, uh, but we've definitely seen some early interest on them. Um, you know, obviously, when you look at them, a couple of things to note. Um, obviously, the wide receiver position, uh, you know, they're going to bring back Cooper Cup. Uh, who had a fantastic, fantastic year. But I think you have a lot of question marks in Odell Beckham, um, you know, with the ACL injury. Uh, and then, obviously, Robert Woods uh, coming off his injury. So, you know, how they're going to respond, obviously, um, at the wide receiver position uh, will certainly be a key. Um, and what they'll do in free agency and the draft will certainly be important. Um, but I think a lot of the talking points for the Rams this season, uh, excuse me, this offseason, uh, was what was going to happen with Sean McVay. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, you know, obviously there was talk that he was going to exit um, the coaching ranks and move into, you know, TV and radio. Uh, that certainly didn't materialize. So I think uh, from a leadership and coaching perspective, um, certainly having him back in the fold will be good for the Rams. Um, but kind of a hot take, um, I think when you look at his performance in terms of play calling um, in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs, you know, it, it was something that, uh, you know, was talked about on Twitter and it was something where, you know, I don't think he, uh, you know, put the Rams in great position over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of his decisions in terms of running Cam Akers, you know, into a brick wall um, and, and having eight guys in the box and continuing to, um, you know, run the running back, um, you know, was certainly kind of a perplexing decision and certainly something that was questioned uh, by a lot of experts and pundits within the industry. Um, but like I said, I, I think um, a lot of what's going to happen in the NFC and where the Rams are going to stack up as contenders, uh, you know, obviously Tom Brady retiring was certainly a positive for the Rams. Um, and, and then obviously we'll have to see how things play out uh, with the Aaron Rodgers situation, whether he's back uh, in Green Bay or he stays in the NFC or whether he you know, goes to the you know an AFC team like the Broncos, for example. So I think uh, obviously the Rams, you know, will be a top two or three favorite in the NFC um, and certainly one of the favorites to repeat. Uh, but obviously, as you know, being in this business for a long time, it's, uh, you know, it's certainly hard to get back to the Super Bowl uh, for a second year um, and, and in a row. And, and when you do, uh, obviously, everything kind of has to fall uh, and break right. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out with some early interest uh, and, some, and some action um, on the Rams in the future odds. Jeff, my last question for you, and this is more of a general question. You know, when, when you know, the Supreme Court passed what they did, and now you can gamble in 
over 30 states. There was this feeling of, you know, like, will people still go to Vegas? You guys have had record handles month after month, and there is still something about Vegas. I mean, people don't just go there to place a bet. They go there because there is nothing like Circa Sportsbook. There's nothing like Stadium Swim. There's nothing like Vegas. Have you been surprised? Uh, um, again, not only has this not affected you guys in a bad way, it's actually helped. And again, there is something about having that weekend. Again, if, if you live in New Jersey, you don't have to go to Vegas to place a bet, but there is still something about that trip to, to Vegas. There's something about getting that piece of paper that if your team wins, you cash in that ticket or you tear up the ticket. I mean, people still want to do that. Are you surprised? No, I mean, you know, like you mentioned, you can come out here, you know, you can go to great shows, you can have great food, you know, there's pools, there's clubs, fantastic hotels. I mean, you name it, I think it's kind of an all-encapsulating experience. And obviously with online um, and, you know, legalization, you know, proliferating itself here in the United States, um, I think more consumers are becoming educated. Um, and, and certainly I think, uh, you know, people continue uh, to want to come out to Vegas, you know, particularly for, you know, big weekends like the Super Bowl and March Madness, because it is a big party atmosphere and it is a big event weekend. Um, and so, like I said, for, for me, continuing to see record handles is certainly something um, that I'm not surprised at. Uh, like I said, with the education of the consumer um, and, and obviously, um, you know, seeing that, you know, on a widespread scale here across the United States, um, I, I think as more people become accustomed to gambling, um, you know, you're certainly going to want to see people come out uh, to Las Vegas, which, you know, to this day remains the mecca uh, in terms of sports gambling um, and gambling in general. And when you look at the Strip in downtown Las Vegas, you know, like I said, fantastic hotels, fantastic casinos, um, and certainly great atmospheres, venues, uh, and attractions uh, for sporting fans alike. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for that. And again, head over to circusports.com, get your tickets, book your room, book your table. You can meet Jeff. Jeff will be out there. So, Jeff, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you guys have a great uh, rest of the day and certainly enjoy uh, the next couple of weeks for March Madness. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jeff. Um, again, what an amazing place that is. Me and Jihei went a year ago for March Madness. It was incredible. I had, um, again, you really have to see it to believe it, right, Jihei? I mean, we've seen pictures of it, but when we saw it a year ago, it was like, wow, this is, and you just wanted to sleep there, I think. I think you just wanted I to camp really out did. there. I really did, actually. I, lo I loved it there. That book is something else. Like, yeah. well, whether you go Go to Stadium Swim or whether you go to the um, to their sports book in, indoors, it's it's beautiful. I mean, they did a bang up job. They did a bang up job of that whole entire hotel as mm -hmm. well, though. Like kind of um, encapsulating old, school, old Vegas. school Vegas. Yeah, like it's it's really really cool to go um, just all over in that downtown area. And that's the thing. I think so many people just go to the Strip and they they don't leave. But like this is worth it. I promise you. If you're yeah. a sports fan, head out of the strip go to downtown vegas you're gonna enjoy it me and ga will be there so we'll talk we'll, we'll talk about that more in the coming weeks all right that's all the time we have for today let's do it again tomorrow until then this was arash markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy this is the arash markazi show on the mightier 1090 espn radio everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.